Hello everyone, welcome to my first episode of Delivering the Goods, where I talk about basically everything music that I know about. This ranges from different genres to hot takes about music, to album reviews, um, to what I'm talking about today, alternate realities, and other shit that I feel like would be interesting to me at least, maybe to other people. So today's episode is going to be me talking about alternate realities. So the band I'm highlighting today is a fairly well-known metal band. Um, They've been part of my childhood for... Fuck. My dad's been playing Metallica records since I was like, we, well, you probably can't see how we I am. So like fairly young, like before 10 years old, I could say. Anyways, I've known Metallica for a long time and I used to be able to rhyme off the lyrics to Enter Sandman and Sad But True and I think that's all I knew from the Black Album at the time and that was the only album I really knew about but anyways I knew Metallica and when it comes to Metallica they have a lot of shit that's happened to them so this is probably going to be a long episode so strap in if you want to so Probably one of the biggest events that happened in Metallica was the firing of Dave Mustaine. And if you don't know who Dave Mustaine is, he is in a little-known band called Megadeth, which is basically the antichrist of Metallica. They were faster, heavier, And Dave was a lot angrier, mostly because of the way that he was fired from the band. And the first event in Metallica history that could have looked different would be not firing Dave Mustaine. So Metallica offered this bassist, Cliff Burton, who was the bassist on their first three albums, Rip Cliff, they wanted him to join the band. So they called him up and said, we want you to be in the band. And Cliff basically said, yeah, I'll do it, but I'm not leaving San Francisco. So the three of them, Dave, Lars Ulrich, and James Hetfield, they took a trip up to San Francisco. And on the way, they woke Dave up And said to him, get the fuck off the bus. And kicked him with nothing. He didn't, they didn't even give him all of his belongings. They just kicked him off the fucking bus. Or was it a bus? That part doesn't matter. So they kick him off and off to San Fran they go. And the rest is going to be talked about later in this episode. If they kept Dave Mustaine... Megadeth would not exist. And that would be 
pretty, I guess, pretty big deal because Megadeth was a big part of the thrash metal scene. Dave Mustaine was notorious for being reckless and just overall, should I say eccentric, eccentric or whatever? I don't know. I'm horrible with words. So if I say words that do not mean what I think they mean, let me know. But he was just over the top. He, in Metallica at the time, he would always be drunk and he's clocked James Hetfield in the face and he was just loose cannon. And it's one of the main factors why they kicked Dave out because he was becoming such a hassle and just a ticking time bomb. So they needed to get rid of him. If they kept Dave, Megadeth wouldn't be there and Metallica would probably be burnt out so quickly. With Dave being Dave, and when I say Dave being Dave, Dave means crazy, he probably would have killed members of the band because he was out of control. And Metallica would not have lasted probably they would not have lasted past 1983. I feel like when it comes to Metallica, the things that most fans enjoy about the band and what they do probably would never have come to be because they would have been pure thrash and they would be no bullshit and just straight ahead, like headbanging. We wouldn't have never gotten fade to black. We would have never gotten Orion. Well, we might have got Orion because that's the Cliff Burton thing. But the Black Album would not have happened if Dave Mustaine stayed in the band. Because mainstream, I guess later on in Mega's career, was part of Dave Mustaine's mind. But they weren't trying to be mainstream for the longest time. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. Delivering the goods, we'll be back momentarily. Do you have any ideas of how I can make my channel any better? I know it hasn't been very long into this video, but this is my first time doing a podcast, so if you guys have any feedback for me, let me know. My Instagram is rowan.lemke. And if there's feedback on Anchor or Spotify or anything like that, then just put it on there. Yeah, so cool. Another big event would be if Cliff Burton didn't pass away. So if you didn't know, Cliff Burton, he was an amazing bassist. Like Metallica, they really chose right with this guy. He was classically trained. He basically was a master at the instrument, like 
early on before he even joined Metallica, when you play like 12 hours a day for seven days a week, that's a lot of hours you clock in. Anyways, Cliff Burton was a really big asset to the band. Well, Cliff pushed James to become a better songwriter. And I don't know if any of you guys have listened to Ride the Lightning, but the opening track, Fight Fire with Fire, has a acoustic guitar intro that is, I guess, how could I say it? Um, it's... Is very fucking soothing. So here's basically what it sounds like. And when it comes to Cliff Burton, this is like like some pretty gourmet shit. If Cliff Burton didn't pass away in 1986, I would assume that they would sound a lot more like the Master of Puppets, Ride the Lightning era than anything. And yet again, same with like the Dave Mustaine theory, they wouldn't have been as mainstream, but when it would come to like actual like artists and bands they would totally like look to Metallica as they would basically become like the gods of metal because they would be so like technically advanced and not popular but just you look at them in awe of like how amazing musicians they are Another theory I have of this would be a possible like collaboration between Randy Rhodes from Ozzy and Cliff Burton. Like, if you don't know, Randy Rhodes, he passed away also. It was like a plane crash and he passed away. Ozzy was wrecked over it, but that's another story. Um, but because they're both prominent faces in metal music that are classically trained. I feel like they could have like hit each other up on their whatever 80s technology, like no, pagers? <laughs> I don't know. But they would have hit each other up and been like, let's start a super group. And they'd probably no telling like the amount of good shit that come out of that but you know Cliff Burton didn't survive the bus accident here's a hot take so if Kirk Hammett didn't take the bottom bunk Cliff Burton would still be here would you rather have Metallica be Masters of Metal or bring back Kirk Womit. If you don't know what Kirk Womit means, listen to the Black Album. My third theory on what Metallica could have been like if certain scenarios occurred that didn't. Um, 
it would be the firing of Lars Ulrich from the band. As I stated earlier, Lars Ulrich, he's the founder of the band. He's the one that got everybody together and basically started Metallica. But if you don't know about Lars Ulrich, he's known for being, to say lightly, a shit drummer. And that might not sound very light, but I could go on. When Metallica was starting out, he wasn't good. Like, he knew the simple rock beat, like a lot of people know. But he could play fast, and it took him a while to actually learn to keep his speed and tempo, like, straight. If you listen to the first album, Kill 'Em All, it the drums sound okay, but they could be so much better. Like personally, I've tried to play Seek and Destroy, like with by re-recording my own drums to it. Like, sure I'll have the music in my ears, but like I'm playing my own thing really, and I'm not saying I'm amazing, but what I was playing sounded a whole lot better. So, alternate reality. Lars Ulrich getting fired. I feel like Metallica would have picked up so quickly. Like, I don't want to say that Lars Ulrich could have been a weak link, but when you listen to other bands in the thrash metal genre drummers are a big part of it and Dave Lombardo from Slayer um who's in Megadeth right now I probably uh I'm gonna butcher his name but I think it's like Dirk Verberin or whatever anyways his name's Dirk he's an amazing drummer um Testament can't think of the guy's name I don't even know the guy, but he's a wicked drummer. Um, would you even consider Pantera Thrash? Fuck it, I'm going to say it anyways. If you consider Pantera Thrash Band, Vinnie Paul, amazing drummer. You have all of these amazing drummers in this genre. And then you have Lars Ulrich, who can barely do the gallop. Like, come on. I think if they got rid of him before Kill 'em All, then there would be no telling how powerful the band could be. But in saying this, Metallica wouldn't be Metallica without Lars Ulrich. I know, I know, I said how Lars Ulrich, he's a shit drummer and everything like that, but if you don't notice, well, if you haven't noticed, look at all of the songs by Metallica and, well, you don't have to go through all of them. Just look at one album, one album. And when you look at the track list, look at who is a writing contributor on it. I think there's only two songs 
that Lars Ulrich doesn't have a writing credit for. And Lars Ulrich is not musically inclined. He is a drummer, and drummers are known for being stupid, and they don't really know music theory. And that's true in this case. I don't know music theory. Lars Ulrich doesn't know music theory. But somehow he has a writing credit on every single Metallica song. Why is that? The long answer to it would be that he's the guy that sits in the studio and says, why don't you do this? Why don't you change that? Why don't you do the... That's actually exactly what he did on the title track, Ride the Lightning. He, just because he adds those little things in the recording and like writing process, he has changed Metallica songs so much from the original cuts like the original demos, and when you listen to Enter Sandman, I can think of the riff offhand. And Kirk Hammett was the one who came up with that riff. But when he brought it to the band, the way it originally was like written was and then Lars Ulrich was like you know you're doing the one one theory the here's the first half of the riff and here's the second half of the riff why don't we repeat the first half three times and then do the second half and what do you have Metallica's biggest hit. I guess that's enough said about that. Honestly, I could talk about alternate Metallica realities for like another two hours, but I'm probably going to end this episode here. Um, if you enjoyed this, uh, let me know. Um, DM me on Instagram at Roland.Lemkey. Um, if you liked it, uh, leave a review on Anchor or Spotify or Apple Podcasts or other streaming services when they get approved. Um, yeah, if you like it, leave a five star because why not? If you don't like it, don't review it. It's fine. I don't really care. Um, yeah. So to end it, let me know if you like it. Um, episode two coming soon, I guess I could say. But honestly, it just depends on what works like. Anyways, I'll talk to you guys later. Just keep listening to music, keep it real, have a good one. Tell her I'm the guy.